Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Podcast Room 303. Introducing one co-host with more nuggets than Chick-fil-A, Nick Morahan. Executive producer until we find someone better, Eric Washington. Nobody really knows what he does around here. Nevada Putnam. And now, the single greatest thing to happen to hosting in history, Jermaine Antonio Colon Mendez. On with the show. Ooh-wee! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into Podcast Room 303, episode 221. On today's episode, we'll be getting into the executive producer-led Blind 5 the NBA Northwest Division Futures, and the NHL Atlantic Division Futures. Why did I struggle on that? Sounded like I said Kelly Olenek. Atlantic. How are you doing this evening, Nick? I'm good, dude. It's spooky season. I know. I'm so excited. I love this month. It's so much fun. Everyone dresses in costumes, has a good time. And uh, I don't know what I'm going to be this year, but I want to do something cool. I'm buying my Joe Burrow jersey so I can be Dan Marino for Halloween. <laughs> uh, how are you doing this evening, Eric? Doing good, doing good. Haven't done my avocado uniform or costume I've always wanted to do, so I might try to do that this year. Bruh, that's funny. Like, just like just the put old school. Put that- green and just paint my belly brown like the seed. Oh, it's going to be cardboard. Or or whatever, whatever they have, like whatever I can find. Like, Hey, I'm no, be- I'm... Yeah, that sounds cool too. I mean, it's probably cheaper <laughs> to just go find a box somewhere. <laughs> you should also paint your face brown too. <laughs> Don't do it, bro. Not in today's no. climate. Um, I might do like little black spots everywhere. Like you know how some avocados you put them open, they got that little, that little gray <laughs> black thing. I might do a little bit of that, but other than that, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going. I'm That's what I'm saying. I'm paint going. your face brown so it's like the brown <laughs> spot right above the pit. I'm not doing blackface. <laughs> That's not blackface, dude. I'm not doing blackface. <laughs> Bro, I saw th- – I was watching uh, the um, – good Lord, I forgot the – oh, the Book of Mormon. And they have the the African tribe in uh, Nigeria does whiteface. <laughs> does whiteface. And I was like, how come we ain't canceling that? Not that I want it to be canceled. Very funny play. Uh, my goodness. Do we have anything to get into before we get into Blind Five? Any random things that you boys want to bring up? This is the time. Uh, nope. <laughs> Whatever you just did, Eric, fucked you up, dude. Your eyes are like crying now. For real? <laughs> you, you got all red. Oh, uh, did you just hit the vape or something? Yeah, I mean my neck. Oh, okay. Is yeah, yeah, that's right, man. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's just get into blind five. Yeah, yeah. So, Blind 5, this one comes to you via uh, my boss, Nevada. Uh, So, the first option for you boys here is Dune. Dune? Dune. Ooh, okay. Sci-fi epics, Nick? Timothy Shaft. I was thinking um, outer space sci-fi. Okay, hold on. Give me one second. I want to see who the director is of this before I say the wrong director. Villain Web. It's Villain Web, right? Okay. So it could be Dennis Villain Web films. 
It could be uh, what's her name? Zoe Zaldana films. Mm. Zoe Zaldana's in it. No. Oh, oh uh, what's her name? They're probably doing some dumbass like Mary Jason Momoa or Mary Jane from uh, from Spider Man. Zendaya. 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 I don't know. I would. I'll go with Daya. Uh, well, there's options, Nick. But how about we just write Dune purely on its, you know, credibility? How much do you like Dune? <laughs> Dune's a good. Dune's a good movie. It's probably a three. A three. You want to do our customary four? Uh, let's do three. Give us yeah. three. Dune at three. Yeah, give us three. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, next pick is Jurassic Park. Ooh. Jurassic Monster. Park. Are, are we oh, ready? books, books, movies that were books, movies that were books. Jurassic Park is fire. The book is fire. The movie is fire. Is it the first Jurassic Park? I think all the books, all the movies are based off of a book. Well, hold on. There's Jurassic Park, The Lost World, which is a book. <laughs> Nick, it's one. just the first one. Jurassic Park. Uh, dude, Jurassic Park is a fire movie. I'd say Jurassic Park too. I love Jurassic Park, but I'm I'm not ready to declare it one yet. I Me mean, either. There's a lot of good movies that are books. Jurassic Park two fucks. I'm good with that. Yeah. Jurassic Park at two. Yeah. yeah. All right. <clears throat> Sorry, I got a cat's lock going on here. All right, the next one is going to be Schindler's List. Oh, uh, five. Purely in solidarity with my brother Nick. First hour and a half, one. After that, five. <laughs> yeah, dude. No disrespect. Like, I can see why people like the movie a lot. Like, it's got great qualities. It's not something I'll ever watch again, though. <laughs> oh, I was oh, I was making a reference to uh, when the Nazis were winning in the movie. <laughs> oh, good shit, dude. <laughs> I just I thought the movie was boring. That's funny. Yeah, the mo- oh, God. I mean, that is – you want to talk about – like an like artist masturbating. That's Schindler's List is just that. It's just like shots of like give me Oscars. That's that's look at this trash bag floating in the wind. Look at this gorgeous. Look at this girl in the red coat. Isn't she? Doesn't she have some sort of metaphor? Color in the movie, right? Huh? What? What's the only color in the movie, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh next one. Forrest Gump. No, I don't like that movie, but I'll, I'll reserve my vote to Nick. Go ahead, Nick. Which one, where do you want that? Man, I hope that we're not getting a dud that I have to put one, but I'll I'll put Forrest Gump at four. Me Forrest too. Gump at four. Yeah. I'm. I'm. With, wait, who doesn't like that movie? Jermaine. Me. I don't I'm like that movie. On that dude, that movie is overrated like a motherfucker. Dude. The book is better. I prefer the book. I've never read the book. He man. goes to outer yeah. space with a monkey. That's dope. Why didn't they include that? That's what I always say. That's the whole reason I hate the book. I mean, the movie. Damn. Damn. All right. All right. And uh, well, Eric yeah. don't know how to read, so he's out on the book. Who? Me? <laughs> anyway. Uh, and then, uh, so for your number one spot is going to be The Princess Bride. Oh, hell yeah. I love that movie, dude. That's fire. Yeah. And Andre the Giant's in it. Let's go. I fuck with this list. <laughs> Anybody want to be not? You guys got the category right off the second movie. That was impressive. And uh, your list is The Princess Bride, Jurassic Park, Dune, Forrest Gump, and Schindler's List. Yeah, I hate it. Books. Hey, this one was good. 
This was, this this one was, was good. It, it I mean, we won. It could have stumped us. It could have. We won, but yeah. Could have. Nice. All right, so that's blind five. That was a good one. I like that one a lot. I mean, first of all, I've liked them all, really. My, I, I know my brother submitted one, Eric. Oh, he oh. submitted a bunch. They're on there, <laughs> bro. They're in the queue. Oh. <laughs> that guy sucks. You got anything to say to to Jerome? Yeah, that guy sucks. He, if he exists, <laughs> I think Jerome's just a Russian troll farm. I've been hearing about. Yo, you know he's a Mariners fan. Of oh, good. I'm glad he's disappointed, like the rest, like the rest of us. <laughs> one of us. One of us. <laughs> he should have been disappointed back in June. <laughs> no, that's the Rockies, dude. Wrong team. I actually watched more baseball than Nick this year. You know what? It is. It is so. You know, I, I, Nevada and I have been talking all year about 100 losses. But now that I actually see that the Rockies have less than 62 wins, it makes me physically sad. That there's a five in our win column makes me physically sad. Dude, that's why I couldn't believe you guys were actively rooting for it. I was like, you don't understand what you're rooting for right now. And I think you finally hit that threshold. We're like, fuck, I may have. (laughs) I mean, mean, nothing's going to change. Oh, that's unfortunate, bro. So I just, I just want to, re- I just want to share something um, that I think is absolutely hilarious. So, um, Catalin Carrico and Drew Weissman uh, won the Nobel Prize for Medicine for their research in mRNA. The very next article: excess deaths from cardiovascular diseases up forty four percent last year among UK citizens aged fifteen to forty four. <laughs> from mRNA. <laughs> they get a Nobel Peace And they get a Nobel Prize. <laughs> for killing people. Hillary and Bill are next. Bro, Hillary. I love how, like, the, the, the Hillary Foundation, what they did in Haiti when they tried stealing all those children is recirculating on the internet. Yeah. The fact that people were ready to vote this woman in, as the president of the United States is terrifying how stupid people are. Something I noticed, I don't know if you guys have noticed it because I don't think you guys binge as much television as I do, but there was so much television from 2016 to 2022. Every TV show, obviously it's Hollywood, it's written in Hollywood. Every TV show has this weird span where they have like this crazy, like they talk about how America is going to end because Trump won president. And then there's these weird fucking COVID seasons where everybody's separated wearing masks in the show. It's fucking god awful. Like Grey's Anatomy... Fucking New Amsterdam, all these shows are just they have such cable television. Cable television. It's just so bad. Like it's like they're all written by blue-haired, purple-haired women who are fucking mad as shit Hillary lost. And then as soon as COVID hit, it was it's just awful. It's just awful. Like just skip those years in television. No, but we're no, but we're living in the best uh best years for television, right, Eric? It is. <laughs> Dude, I was so on. Damn, damn! Don't you hate when you say things that come back later? Nah, happens all the time, dude. I was so hot when people kept telling me. I was like, dude, television sucks now, dude. Although, hey, shout out One Piece, the live action show on Netflix. For those of you listening, it's outstanding, bro. They did a very good job translating that to live action. So, if you don't want to watch the anime, the live action's worth it. Oh, Ken Walker's gone. Kenny three sticks. Oh, who got that tackle? Oh, 
My goodness. All right. Sorry, boys. Let's go ahead and get into the NBA futures for today's podcast, the Northwest Division, better known as the division that formerly had Damian Lillard. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Give us the first team, Eric. All right. So the uh, reigning NBA champs, division winners of the Northwest Division last year, and again slated as the favorites, uh, to win the NBA Finals and this division is the Denver Nuggets. Finals odds plus 475. Division odds minus 475. To make the playoffs minus 4,000. <laughs> to miss the playoffs plus 1,400. Their line has been set at 53 and a half wins. Oh, that's such a good line. Mm-hmm. I think the Nuggets stay healthy this year, so I'm going to take the over on. Oh, sorry. Before we get into that. Uh, Denver Nuggets uh, added Justin Holiday on a one-year deal. Reggie Jackson returned on a two-year deal, and DeAndre Jordan returned on the two two-year deal. Uh, notable subtraction from last year's World <laughs> NBA Finals winning team is Bruce Brown departed in free agency. <laughs> World Jeff Green too, by the way, and, uh, Jeff, Green, and Jeff Green, Jeff Green, he yeah, he, Jeff he, off the list, dude. Yeah, he played played nine minutes for them last year. Let's go ahead and spotlight that guy. I'm uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um, I love the line. I, I think Jamal Murray's first regular season fully healthy. Uh, I, yeah, Denver Nuggets. Give me the over 53 and a half. Uh, Denver Nuggets push for probably the best overall record on the season this year. Uh, I'll take the over on that. Obviously, yes to make the playoffs and yes to win the division. Uh, I mean, I'm not really betting those, but just for the sake of filling out the document, I'm, that's what I'm going to take. And then give me a little little pizza money on the Nuggets plus 475. I know it's incredibly hard to repeat, but they have a roster completely predicated on doing just that. And even though Bruce Brown departed, they have this kid by the name of uh, Brian. His actual name is Christian Braun. It's Brown. His last name is Brown. I know. Don't. I'm on your side on this one. I'm on your side, but that is his name. It's Christian Brown. Goddamn Ellis uh, Island, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Christian Brown replaces Bruce Brown. I think he's going to have a big year this year. Uh, he might be in contention for most improved just by proxy of, of minutes played, but will not win it because there's a lot of good candidates that year, this year for that. Oh, Geno Smith. Sack. Speaking of Christian Brown, uh, that kid. Uh, Brown, Eric. Brown, whatever, dude. He won two national uh, titles uh, for, I believe it was the state of Ohio. He won the Mr. Ohio for basketball. He won or he got awards for all uh, all freshman team for the uh, Big 12 and then all like another All-American for the Big 12. And then his junior year, he won the national title at Kansas. Immediately following the next year, he won a title with the Denver Nuggets. That kid is a winner, bro. For sure, yeah. He – He's got he's got a nice like X factor that's perfect for this team. They actually added some some nice rookies here. Julian Strother out of Gonzaga is a nice add. Uh, Hunter Tyson should give them a, you know nice nice wing addition as well. Depending on if they actually hit. So Denver Nuggets continue to build a, a formidable roster around their key core uh, and expect him to do more of the same here. Let's go ahead and move. In. Oh, sorry, Nick, did you already give yours predictions? <laughs> No, but I, I, I don't have anything that I, I, I don't have anything that differs from you. I mean, you know, they, they lost a couple of key rotation players, but but didn't really or a, a key rotation player in Bryce Brown, but they didn't really lose any any 
big piece of their lineup, and they're secured for a couple of years. I, boy, do I wish I were a Nuggets fan. <laughs> boy, <laughs> boy, do I wish I cared about the Nuggets because I would probably like this team a lot. Um, I I also think they stay healthy. I'm also going to go with your uh, with your over 53 and a half. They obviously win the division. Um, well, not obviously. I'll take them to win the division. God forbid that comes back to bite me in the ass. <laughs> uh, make the playoffs, and then I'm also going to sprinkle a little bit of pizza money on a Denver Nuggets repeat. Uh, yeah, okay. So chalk, chalk across – well, not chalk, but you and I picked the same thing on that one. Uh, Eric, you gave your picks on that, correct? No. Uh, the only thing that differs for me from you guys is I'm not taking them to repeat, and I'm taking the under because other teams have gotten a little bit better. It's an 82-game season. I still do believe they'll be one of the top two seeds in the West, um, and they'll probably be in the Western Conference Finals. So I'm going to take the under, but I will uh, take them as the division winners, and I do take them to make the playoffs. Okay. All right. Perfect. Um, very next team. Eric, go ahead and give us the odds for them. Uh, so the team with these uh, – basically, this uh, the odds for the this uh, this division are the to finish the exact same way it finished last year. So the Minnesota Timberwolves finished second last year. They have the second-best odds to win this division, uh, plus 7,500 for the finals, plus 700 to win this division, minus 150 to make the playoffs, plus 120 to miss the playoffs, and their line is set at 44.5. Oof, that feels high. It feels very, very high. So here are some of the additions that they had or or notable returnees. Nikhil Alexander-Walker returned on a two-year deal. Troy Brown came in on a, on a deal. doesn't say how long. Anthony Edwards signed a five-year max extension. They added Vit Crutchy on a deal. And Shake Milton came in leaving Philadelphia. That's kind of a sneaky little pickup for some, some guard depth, especially with Mike Conley aging out at the point guard position. And then Nas Reed probably won't play a ton of this year since he did uh, tear his ACL at the very end of the season, uh, returned on a three-year deal, um, but it shouldn't impact their actual overall play. Um, unfortunately, I don't think the coach is very good here. I don't think the roster construction is very good here. I think in order for this team to hit that 44 and a half mark, Anthony Edwards has to go truly nuclear. And the fact that he was the kind of one of the stars for Team USA at the FIBA World Championship, even though they set all kinds of records for awful performance, uh, could springboard him into taking that leap that we all kind of want him to take. This is not the year. Uh, Jaden McDaniels broke his hand. I think he's. I think he's gonna. I think he just isn't gonna be the same this year. Kyle Anderson's another year older. He's thirty. He was already one of the slowest players in the league. I I hate this roster construction. I don't think the coach is good enough to get anything out of this roster. Give me the under forty four and a half plus money no to make the playoffs. Yes, please. Nick, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I mean, this, this is a Minnesota Timberwolves team that, that I, like, like Jermaine is saying, returns 12 players from a roster last year that won 42 games, right? They didn't really add anybody who would give them an extra three wins, right? And, and it's going to take, I completely agree with Jermaine, that it's going to take Anthony Edwards continuing the play from the World Cup, but, but elevating it past that. To, for for Minnesota to even get over this this total and and you look they won 42 games last year and still had to were still in the play like had to win a playing game <coughs> exactly yeah I'm I'm gonna take the under 
I'm going to take Minnesota to miss the playoffs at plus 120. I think a lot of things fell into place last last year for Minnesota. Uh, I just don't think they added enough good players to to keep the momentum going. And and if if we're if we're saying that that playoffs are the eight teams that make it uh, after the play-in, then I don't think Minnesota makes it. Okay. Yeah, I think that's safe to say. So they had 42 last year, so I don't see where they added two and a half wins on this list. Um, and the other thing is, is I, just to get back on Denver for a brief second, they won 53 games last year and slept walked the last 20 games of the season. And this is a team that even though they won the championship has a gigantic chip on their shoulder. They feel disrespected and I don't think I don't think they're happy with the way that the narrative is around this team. So that's kind of why I think they go over. But as Eric said, the Western Conference is stacked. So them hitting the under is incredibly plausible. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the next team. Oh, sorry, Eric, give us your Minnesota Timberwolves shenanigans. Uh, I got them under 44 and a half. They're not going to make the playoffs. And I wish I had a button for like a because Cat will not be a Minnesota Timberwolf by the end of the year. Um, calling it right now, but did, moving you have, into the- did, did you have a dream on that one? Or no, just, I want I just, I've been saying it for five guy. years and I'm going to keep saying it until they trade his bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> dig for no reason at the same goddamn time, bro. Just what yeah. a waste of fucking big, beautiful, fucking chocolatey skin, dude. And height. Just what a waste, dude. What a, what waste. a waste. Um, anyway, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder finished third last year, predicted to be third this year. Uh, finals odds plus 8,000 to win the division, plus 800 to make the playoffs, minus 135 to miss the playoffs, plus 110. They are set at 44 and a half as well. Oh, this is my this is my darling team. If anyone knows me, they know that I stand over the Oklahoma City Thunder organization. Let's get into some of the additions they had this year. Davis Bertans joined via trade with Mavs. Uh, Usman Garuba joined via trade with the Hawks. Vizeli Micic agreed to a multi-year deal. They traded for Victor Oladipo, and they added Jack White on a two-year deal. Uh, their entire roster consists of Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who played for Team Canada this year in the FIBA World Cup and absolutely dominated. Josh Giddy, who played for Australia this year's World Cup. Lugents Dortz, uh, sorry, Dort. Um, ASU alum, Forks Up. Jalen and Jalen Williams <laughs> just uh, cracks me up that they have two Jalen Williams on their team, especially since they're both good, but one is just way better. Uh, Chet Holmgren comes in. This is his rookie year. This is actually a little foreshadowing for you, ladies and gentlemen. This is my dark horse to win rookie of the year this year. Uh, and, you know, so they have Alexi Pukusevsky, who missed most of last year. They have Andrew Wiggins' little brother, Aaron Wiggins. Um Trey Mann is good. Kenrick Williams is good. Like they just have talented, positionless basketball players. And that's what makes this team so excited to me. The addition of Victor Oladipo is pretty interesting since he used to play for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Are we going to just continue to hope Victor Oladipo can bounce back? I mean, this is his 87th injury. But, uh, and then Davis Bertans pick a 6'10 big who could stretch the floor shooting, you know, 36% about league average. I think that's a, a, a kind of a slept on 
addition to this team. Give me the over 44 and a half. This is a team that finishes somewhere around the four, four or five mark, and people are going to be surprised about it. They're going to have another all NBA season from Shea Gilgus Alexander and Chet Holmgren will announce himself on the stage. That is the national basketball association. Give me yes to make the playoffs and I know I picked the Denver Nuggets, but if we do live in the world where Eric's under hits, Oklahoma City Thunder plus 800 to win the division is worth a gander for a little pizza money. Uh, but I won't take it since I'm, I'm riding the Nuggets. I'm just – I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Uh, let's let's go ahead and see what you got here, Nick. Yeah, I think, I think you hit everything. The Thunder returned 15 players this year uh, from last year's squad and added a, a, a bunch of – uh, I mean, Burton's is good. Uh, Milicic is good. I, God, I want Victor Oladipo to be good so bad. I just, I want him to come back from his and not get his 87th injury. And the Chet Holmgren thing is huge, right? I, I think the 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 biggest problem, if you want to call it that, for the Thunder is who's going to be the superstar on this team? SGA. I mean, maybe, right? But, like, I think that you have – he's not even really that big of a quote-unquote superstar. I think you got 12 players. I think you have a full bench that needs minutes, right, if you want to call it a problem. I'm sure any coach in the NBA would love <laughs> to have a full bench that needs minutes, right? I think the Thunder are a deep team. I think they're going to play. I'm not as bold as Jermaine yet. I think the Thunder need to show me especially with the Denver Nuggets, maybe in a weaker division if Denver didn't win the title last year and lost players in free agency, I'd be able to bet it. I am going to take the over 44 and a half. I am going to take them to to win the playoffs. And I, I like them to finish second in this division for sure, for sure. Cool, cool. For sure, for sure. For sure, for sure. For sure, for sure. <laughs> All right, give us your take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Kaboom! Uh, I'm, I, it's chalk with you guys. Uh, over 44 and a half. They'll be the second team in this division. Um, I'm with you. I think they will be a five or six seed. Um, Nick, I know you said that they don't have, you know, that SGA is, is a fucking problem, dude. He was, he was all NBA first team last year. He's what everybody, this is not the same because he doesn't have that same level of athleticism, but he is what Memphis wishes jaw would do. Shut his fucking mouth. <laughs> Bust his ass in the gym and get really fucking good at basketball. Yeah, John, John Moran's athleticism is special. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. It's not the same because of the athleticism. But if Jaw didn't have that athleticism, he'd be just another average NBA player. Low IQ, terrible shot, like whatever. Anyway, so that's my. I'm gonna go over for them, and they're gonna make the playoffs. Um, last year's fourth place team, the Utah Jazz, again slated uh, projected to finish fourth. Uh, finals odds plus plus twenty five thousand to win the division plus five thousand uh, to make the playoffs plus three sixty to miss the playoffs minus five hundred and their line is set at thirty five and a half. Okay, so uh, some of the additions they had in the offseason, Jordan Clarkson returned on a three-year extension. They did make a big trade for John Collins with the Atlanta Hawks, and then they signed. Omer Yurt7 has some depth to their front line. The complete roster for them looks a little bit like – so they have Jordan Clarkson, Taylor – Taylor Horton, Tucker, Tucker, Colin Sexton, Chris Dunn, John Collins, Laurie Markinen, Walker Kessler, and uh, Ochai Agbaji out of Kansas, and Kelly Olenek. Um, Look, 
I loved watching the Utah Jazz last year. They were scrappy, well-coached. They played together as a unit, but they overachieved. It's time for a regression to the mean. They cannot continue to roll out a point guard by committee. They need to get someone who can actually run the show for that team. Walker Kessler needs to show me that he can actually provide some value offensively other than a role man, but he will be a defensive stalwart. Uh, Lori Markkinen, I hope, continues to ball out, and I expect him to, to perform similar to how he performed last year, but it just won't be as efficient. The Utah Jays time to take a step back um and 35 and a half is a very good line uh you know in this in this division they did have 37 wins last year i don't know if they i i don't know if john collins really moves moves me to 37 you know to maintain that 37 i'm i'll still take the over on this one I think the 35 and a half is settled just right. Uh, I have them not making the playoffs and then I don't want any other action anywhere else on you, Nick. Yeah, I think, I, I think you hit it right. And, and, you know, I think, I think John Collins was, was a guy who was, who balled out in Atlanta and was kind of caught up in the Hawks needed to salary dump somebody and the jazz were there to catch him when he fell. Right. Uh, Jordan Clarkson was a good uh, extension. I, or, yeah, a, a good uh, re renegotiated extension. I think they had an outstanding draft. Uh, is Utah ready to play right now? I think the answer is no. And the the problem is, I think Utah could eke out a playoff spot if the Pacific Division in basketball didn't exist, right? Because it does. I think they have enough players. I think John Collins does move the number for me uh, to a team that had 37 wins last year. Right now, now you're rating him at 35. I'll take the over 35 and a half. I don't think they make the playoffs again because the Pacific Division exists in in the Western <laughs> Conference. Uh, I not, I don't even think they make the playing game. But I, I would. This Utah Jazz team is is. We're, we're, I'm talking about them like they've been out of the game for years, right? But, you know, we just talked about them three years ago. We're going to be talking about them uh, in another three. They're, Absolutely. They're, Go ahead, Eric. I was just going to say, they're, to me, they're just kind of like the um, the Pacers. Like, they're always kind of just going to be around. Um, they had those weird years where they were the number one seed off of insanely non-playoff-ready basketball which cost them fucking playoff victories. But um, I agree. I have the over for wins just because I think Minnesota is going to shit the bag so bad. And I don't think they make the playoffs. Yeah. It's also a great line. 35 and a half when they won 37 last year, even if they have some regression with the addition of John Collins, it should offset. So it puts you right, right around where they were last year. So uh, I think that's a great line. Let's go ahead and get into the uh, final team of the Northwest division. Yeah, so uh, finished fifth last year. <laughs> most likely going to finish fifth again. Uh, <laughs> Damian Lillard list Portland Trailblazers uh, to win the finals plus 25,000, to win this division plus 10,000, to make the playoffs plus 475, to miss minus 700. Uh, their line was set at uh, uh, 31 and a half. 31 and a half. Okay, so uh, let's get into – hold on. I just want to see how many – years so dame lillard's been in the league for 11 years so this will be the first time in 11 years that portland doesn't have dame lillard that's crazy over a decade 
<laughs> All right. So they uh, re-signed Jeremy Grant on a five-year deal, and they added Matisse Thibel on a three-year deal. Uh, this is where we'll actually be able to discuss the trade, Eric. And so we'll go in and get into some of what they received in it. So they ended up getting two unprotected first-round picks, uh, one from Milwaukee and one from Boston. Uh, I think both of them are in 2029, which is pretty hysterical. Uh, then they got three that's, picks. That's not a year. <laughs> they got three pick swaps, right? Uh, two from Milwaukee, one from Boston by way of mm, some other team. I don't remember that. But uh, they turned Dame Lillard into Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams the third, the Time Lord, uh, DeAndre Ayton. Um, and they added – where's that kid's name? It's uh, He's a rookie this year. Oh, Tumani Kamara, right? A rookie out of Dayton. And what was the last player they added in that deal? Anyways, I don't remember who the last player was in the trade. Uh, but also, they added Scoot Henderson in the draft. Uh, da- darling to Eric. Uh, darling to a lot of NBA uh, scouters who, who really love just the moxie at which this kid plays with. And then there is also the addition of Chris Murray. 23-year-old rookie out of Iowa who happens to be the younger brother of Keegan Murray, a budding small forward star for the Sacramento Kings. Um, So there's a lot to be excited about. It's going to be year two of the Shaden Sharp era, who if if you've heard me talk, I gush about him. Uh, Anthony Simons is in his fifth year. It's now, you know, kind of his show, you know, him and Scoot. So we'll be able to see what Anthony Simons has. I don't think he has quite the ceiling that Sharp and Scoot have. I love the flyer they took on DeAndre. And this is going to be one of my favorite teams to watch this year just because they have so much young talent. And this kind of reminds me of what we saw when I was all over the Pelicans to be better than expected after the Anthony Davis trade. Uh, They just added great talent. And this will be a team to watch in the next few years. Uh, Go ahead and give me the under on this team. Um, (laughs) Now, now that I've said all that, right, I'm going to take the under purely from how good the parity is in the league. Uh, this is going to be a prove-it year for me with Chauncey Billups. I don't know how good a head coach Chauncey Billups actually is, and I reserve the right to say that he's trash after this season uh, to see what he does with this, with this team. This is going to be all about getting this young core minutes and developing them. Uh, I love, you know, DeAndre and, and Time Lord getting added to their center position instead of Yusuf Nurkic and pairing them with the timeline of this team, you know, like a Matisse Thibel and Anthony Simons. And then I'll be interested to see if they actually do move Jerry Grant, which makes the most sense for them. <coughs> so give me the under, but still going to adore watching this team play basketball. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, I mean, I, I – I... I think you crushed it. I mean, you know, this is not a team that's going to win now, but they made a really great move trading Dame. And I mean, picking up their trade and, and picking up their haul and, and screaming away from this, like, like you, you, you're going to give us, you guys are going to give us all of that for this guy. Right. I mean, I, you know, I, I think Matisse Thibel is the best defensive player the Bucks have or the Bucks, the, the, the trailblazers have right now. And that's exactly what you need when you want a young team, right? Teach a young team how to defend and win. And Matisse Thibault, I think, is a very good defender. Um, I'm also going to take the under, 31 and a half. They're not making the playoffs. They're not one of the division. They're not going to the finals. 
I think based on what they got back for Lillard, I think they're going to have a very, very bright future. Um, I just don't think it's going to be now, and I may pass on it being next year as well. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Eric. Uh, I do, I do appreciate the Matisse Thibel shout out from Nick, um, even though he's dead to me. <laughs> I think a rejuvenated number one draft pick uh, who went to where big men go to die is kind of scary, but I'm going to take the over. I have him finishing third in the division, but I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, I think they're going to perform a little bit better than people expect. They got a lot of youth in the backcourt, a lot of athleticism in the backcourt. Um, they got decent shooting. Jeremy Grant, for as much confusion as his contract has caused me and Jermaine and multiple <laughs> I still do think he brings something to that team if they keep him that's valuable as far as length, ability to guard positions one through four. Um, I believe in Chauncey Billups. I believe when you are a high IQ player like that in the league, um, usually if you're given a fair shot, you you can tend to be a good coach. I mean, you know, it just depends on the person and the scheme. But, you know, I picked the Rockets to win the Southwest division. I'm going to pick the uh, Portland Trailblazers to go finish third. Um, I believe in them. And I think they will be the team that I watch the third most this year, mostly because NBA League Pass and the, the coast that we live on, we, got, we catch all the Kings games and Portland Trailblazer games. But I am looking forward to watching them play. I, I, you guys, you you heard my rant on Scoot. He's gonna, he's, he's. Everybody's saying that this dude from the Spurs in France is a generational talent. Well, let me tell you about my boy Scoot. All right, he's, <laughs> he's what fucking John Morant wishes he could be. He's the next fucking AI incarnate. He's gonna dominate the league. He's gonna win Rookie of the Year, and the Portland Trailblazers will be contenders, uh, playoff contenders, uh, within the next two years. He has a worse shot than John Morant, bro. Don't care. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying he's got a worse <laughs> shot than than John Morant. The rookie the rookie wall is real. Uh he will hit it and it'll be in January when he's played an entire college season, you know, in the span of three or four months. So, uh but no, I think it's fire. If you like the over, take the over. It's probably plus money. So that's that's another thing. Uh, that's one thing that we don't have here about if whether or not the over is plus money. But if it's oh, plus money and, and you feel that way, go ahead and rock it. When I when I put the lines, um, the reason I don't put the odds is because like ninety five percent of the time it's minus one ten on both sides. Yeah, occasionally that's what it'll be like minus one hundred five, plus one hundred five, something like that. But for the most part, it's minus one ten, minus one ten on the other side. Um, to Scoot's to Scoot's benefit. Now I don't know. I, I don't know if the G League's been around long enough, but he played G League ball not college ball, and I don't know if that makes a difference for rookies, but, I, I yeah, he'll hit a rookie wall, but they still have Anthony. They still have Shaden Sharp. They still have – well, Murray will hit a rookie wall as well, but they have they have, they have have guys. They have guys. Yeah, I, I just I, – I, I agree. They got, they got talent. It's just I have yet to see the G League really pay off as far as kids being ready for the NBA. Uh, it does. It doesn't feel very much different, it, you know, in my opinion. But uh, that wraps up. Actually, we almost we almost forgot. Like last time, we got to get the exact order in here. So go ahead, Nick. Uh, I'll take Denver, OKC, Minnesota, Utah, Portland. Okay. Uh, I'll take 
I'll take Denver, OKC, Utah, Minnesota, Portland. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I already told you guys mine. I got Denver, OKC, Portland, Utah, Minnesota. Oh. Yeah, he has him over Utah. That that was the one that I was like, okay, all right, we go find out. Hey, we don't come here for chalk, boys. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, all right, so that wraps up the Northwest Division and the Western Conference. Uh, do you is it readily available who who we have making the Western Conference playoffs, Eric? Yeah, so um, and I, I was actually going to talk to you post, but we can just run through it. So, Jermaine, you have Phoenix. Golden State, the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Sacramento Kings coming out of the Pacific. You have the Dallas Mavericks, the New Orleans Pelicans uh, coming out of the Southwest. And then you have the Nuggets and the Thunder coming out of the Northwest. Nick, you have nine teams, so I was going to ask you a post-show. Damn right. You want to take (laughs) off the Clippers? Because that was a team you were on the fence about when we did the Pacific. Sure. (laughs) All right. So that was that was that was what past Nick said. He's that was ages big. ago. That, that was ages a, ago. That guys, I'm I'm older and more mature now. <laughs> uh, Nick has uh, Phoenix, Golden State, Lakers, and Kings coming out of the uh, Pacific. He has Dallas and New Orleans coming out of the Southwest, and then he has Denver and Oklahoma City coming out of the Northwest. I have uh, the Suns, the Warriors, the Lakers and the Kings, as well as the Mavericks, Rockets, and Nuggets, and Thunder. Oh, you have the Pelicans missing the playoffs. Yeah, because they're a bunch of pussies. And Zion's only going to play 18 games. <laughs> okay, I got aggressive, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and move into the NHL division, Eric. The uh, Atlantic. Moving into the Atlantic. Um, man, what a, what a, what a tough – what a tough uh, division here. So um, last year, second place finishers, Toronto Maple Leafs, are the favorites to finish uh, on top this year. Uh, find, uh, Stanley Cup odds plus 900 to win their division, plus 200. Uh, to make the playoffs, minus 700. To miss the playoffs, plus 475. And their point total has been set at 106.5. Nick, what you got? What are, what are, yeah. the, what are Nevada's nuggies? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, that that's a funny thing. He said they went the Thanos route with uh, with free agency this year. So they added a, a great scoring threat in Max Domi. Uh, they added John Klingenberg, who's a frequent uh, defensive liability, which is what you want, uh, which is what you want in a defender. But he's a very significant offensive presence. Uh, Ryan Reeves, who's who's a who's an enforcer. And, and a muscle guy in, in the age where where you don't see a lot of those anymore. Uh, and Todd Bertuzzi or Tyler Bertuzzi, excuse me, fuck Todd Bertuzzi. Um, they <laughs> lost Michael Bunting, Alex Kerfoot, Ryan O'Reilly, uh, Wayne Simmons, uh, Luke Sheen, uh, Eric Gustafson, but uh, oh, and and fired their uh, GM Kyle Dubas. Um, but overall, this this Toronto Maple Leafs team got better. Um, I can't believe they let O'Reilly walk, though. Yeah, the the problem and the reason they left they let O'Reilly walk is is they're they're facing severe cap restrictions right now. That they're makes about, sense. They're still thirteen thirteen million dollars over the cap, which uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see William uh, Nylander, uh, who's right now uh, he doesn't have a contract extension, 
signed right now. I wouldn't be surprised if, if they don't get him signed sometime if they trade him away uh, before the uh, before the trade deadline. Um, I mean, regardless of how that plays out, though, the, the Leaves are one of the deepest, strongest teams uh, in the league. Um, ultimately, nobody in Toronto cares uh, until they uh, <laughs> in, in, until they actually do well in the playoffs. Um, this is a clearly a one year uh, in in it to win it uh, scenario for for the Maple Leafs. They won it. They they had 111 points last year. I think they're going to match that. Uh, I'll go. I'll go over uh, 106 and a half. Um, I'll go make the playoffs. Yes, I'll go plus 200 to win the division. I think Toronto's winning the division. Uh, and finals odds, I'm not that bold. <laughs> Have some stones. I'm not that bold. I actually think they surpass 111. This is going to be one of the those hypercharged offenses, and if you play fantasy hockey, you're going to want some pieces of this uh, Toronto Maple Leafs team. Uh, so give me the over <clears throat> on the points. Give me yes to make the playoffs. I cannot in good conscience pick them to win the division. <laughs> Uh, you know, I know that they're the favorites to win the division, but they can get bent. I, this is going to be one of those teams where, you know, how I took the stance with the Utah Jazz. I know I, I rode Canadian teams in the playoffs last year. That was just for shits and gigs. But, um, yo, prove me wrong. Once you prove me wrong, I'll be in on the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's kind of how I felt with the Washington Capitals until they proved me wrong. It's how I felt with the Lightning until they proved me wrong. Uh, so here we are. Prove me wrong. I have you not winning the division. Eric, oh, you're sorry, on. you're Eric. you're muted, brother. Eric, you're on uh, mute. And Nevada is our uh, our our hockey aficionado, so I will have his picks, and those will be posted on the socials. So make sure you go check those out. Uh, but I don't have them ready, so we're just going to jump into the next team, uh, the division winner last year, uh, the Boston Bruins. Uh, slated to finish second this year, plus 1,600 for the Stanley Cup, plus 380 for the Atlantic Division, minus 300 to make the playoffs, plus 235 to miss. Their point total set at 101.5. Nicholas. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think we – I don't remember a, a team in recent memory that has lost as much talent this summer than the Bruins did. Uh Talking about cap casualties. Yeah, I mean the Tyler Bertuzzi, uh, Taylor Hall, Nick Foligno, uh, Garnett Hathaway, um, Dmitry Orlov, Connor Clifton, and the retirements of Patrice Bergeron yep. and David Krejci. I mean that's that's those are the heart and soul of the Bruins. Uh, they did bring in James Reem, Re- Van Riemsdyk, reunited with. Uh, Milan Lucic and sign Kevin Shattenkirk. Um, He's shat on who? Yeah, Shattenkirk. Uh, (laughs) They had an NHL record 135 points last year and then lost in the first round. I I disagree with Nevada. Nevada says they they took a step back from last year, but they should be fine in his notes. I disagree. Me too. I I, I don't know how you can – how you can – Bet for this this I'll call them a paper thin group. They still have great goaltending, uh, and they you know y- you can't count out Lucic and Van Riemsdyk and Shattenkirk, but they have no ability 
to make, and we'll get into this, this is a little bit of foreshadowing. They have no ability to make in-season moves, and Buffalo, Ottawa, and Detroit, fuck the Red Wings, got better oh, this year. There's mad foreshadowing for me there, bro. So, like, you can't count Boston out of the playoffs. but Yes, are, I can. They are not as good as they are last year. Uh, I'm going to take the under on points. I'm going to take them plus 235 to miss the playoffs. Atta boy, give me the same thing, Eric. Fade Boston. They do not have the ability to persist through injury. Yeah, I mean, if, they, they, if, they, 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 they have to play the most injury-free and good hockey to even have a chance to qualify, I'd say, in the fourth spot in this if, division. If they have any sort of mid-season slide, I do not think they have the ability to get back. I want the under on the points. I want no to make the playoffs. I cannot believe they are plus 380 to win the division. Hmm. I think that's too high. And, you know. Do something you guys don't. Yeah, Vegas typically does. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving into last year's fourth place finisher in the Atlantic is the Florida Panthers, who represented the what would it be Eastern Conference in the Stanley Cup mm-hmm. Finals, Correct. right? Yeah. Um, they are plus sixteen hundred to uh, win the Stanley Cup, plus three eighty to win the Atlantic, minus two twenty to make the playoffs, plus one eighty to miss the playoffs, and their point total set at ninety nine point five. Yeah, so Florida Panthers uh, limped, I mean, towed an anchor with them uh, into the season after winning the President's Trophy uh, two years ago. But once they got into the the playoffs, they looked like the team that won the President's Trophy two years ago. Um, I I think they had a lot of cap restrictions. Um, They brought Evan Rodriguez... uh, uh, Oliver Ekman Larson in. Um, none of those are real, like big, big signings, uh, but they already have uh, Matthew Kachuk, uh, Barkov, um, and Sergey Bravrovsky, Sergey Bravrovsky. Um, I, I think the, the question is the question is, how is this team? respond from from the cup run last year right does it does it galvanize the team to know that hey even though we played played poorly in the regular season so when they're going through the slumps they made the run in the playoffs or does this is this the high point of them and and they're not going to get back to it um if the goalie play right if if Bavrosky picks it up or uh they they have a guy named uh they have a guy named Spencer Knight if he's back from the uh, NHL Players Association player assistance program if they can find a way for one of those goalies to excel they're going to be one of the best teams in this division um i think they're still a playoff team right i i think it's going to be kind of that four that third fourth position again though uh last year they won uh, last year they had 92 points. I'm going to take the under on 99 and a half points. Uh, I will take them to make the playoffs minus 220. Um, but yeah, I, I, 
yeah, I, I don't, I don't see them winning the division, and I, I don't see them going to the finals. Jermaine? Jermaine, I think they have a hangover. I think that team puts so many minutes on all their good players just to make that finals, and then to even try to make that finals competitive. I think they get kind of hit with some injury bugs, some regression on some of the players, and I they already struggled to make the playoffs last year. The additions that they brought into the team, I don't think they did enough. For a team that just lost the Stanley Cup, I expected them to be more aggressive. Now, there are in-season moves in the NHL. The, the quite often, there's a lot of in-season moves. And this could be one of those teams that does shoot to, to make something happen mid-season. But as of right now, as of recording this, I have under and I have them not making the playoffs. All right. All right. And again, we'll have Nevada's picks on the socials at Podcast Room 303. Make sure you check it out. Uh, but last year's third place finishing team, Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, they have the fourth best odds to win this division, plus 2,000 for the Stanley Cup, plus 1,600 to win the Atlantic, minus 190 to make the playoffs, plus 155 to miss. Their line is or their point total set at 96 and a half. Nick, what you got? I mean, let's let's just say this right off the bat: it's the Tampa Bay Lightning, right? Just like the Boston Bruins, they're a team that when they start the season, they're going to instill the fear of God in you, <laughs> and 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 just playing them. When you see them in the playoffs, it's going to make you shake in their boots. Yeah, they got beat by the Leafs last year. Yeah, they look like they're out of gas after losing the first round. Um, Vasilevsky's out for the first uh, at least uh, two months of the season, right? eight to ten weeks. Uh, they lost Pat Maroon, Corey Perry, uh, Cody Bellamore. Um, I, I, like, I think they uh, – oh, sorry, Pierre – Edward Bellamore. Um, I don't. Th- they they didn't really add. Um, they're they're another one of these teams in the Atlantic. The Atlantic just has teams that are so cap constrained right now that they're not able to make a lot of moves. I think the reason the Lightning have been good the last four years is they've had a lot of depth, right? Um, I think losing Alex Kilhorn and Ross Colton. It is a devastating blow, and you're you, they replaced them with fringe players. Um, it's it's going to be hard to bet against Stamkos, Kucherov, Brendan Point, Hedman, uh, Sergachev. They have enough ammunition to be a playoff team. Um, I just don't think they're going to do it. <laughs> uh, they had uh. They won. They had ninety-eight points last year. Uh, give me the under for ninety-six and a half. Give me plus one fifty-five not to make the playoffs, uh, and obviously that cancels everything out. I I just think the sun is the sun has set on on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Man, so this this is where I struggled when I was going through and making making my picks, mocking who I was going to have in the playoffs. I was like, which team? do I think doesn't make it between Florida and Tampa Bay? Cause I was instantly out on Boston, right? Uh, I'll, I'll happily fade Boston this year and hope that the name value is what drove their prices and their odds up that high and hope that there's value on the other side of the line. But I was like, who do I think is less likely to make it Florida or Tampa Bay? And I just could not 
not pick Tampa Bay. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, I, I'll take Tampa Bay to make the playoffs because even last year we didn't think they were very good and they still they still almost beat the Maple Leaves in the first round. Uh, but, you know, that is customary. That's, that's almost like, you know, Biggie sizing it at McDonald's. Um, give me the over on 96 and a half. All Interesting. Right, all, right. all right. So I, I couldn't fade him. I tried, and I hate the lightning. <laughs> I tried. I just couldn't do it, dude. Gross. <laughs> Ugh. All right. Moving into the uh, fifth best odds, Buffalo Sabers, uh, plus thirty five hundred for the Stanley Cup, plus nine hundred to win the Atlantic, uh, minus one twenty to make the playoffs, minus one ten to miss the playoffs, and their over under point total set at ninety two and a half. Yeah, the the Sabers won ninety one had ninety one points last year. They missed the playoffs by one point over a striking Carolina Panthers, uh, or Florida Panthers. Jeez, that was uh, Freudian slip. Freudian, Freudian slip. Um, if it if not for awful defensive play last year, the Buffalo Sabers are 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 in the playoffs. They have an um, they have a high scoring offense. Uh, just look at two hundred ninety six goals for. That's the second highest. Uh, in the Atlantic Division. And really, we talk about the Bruins, 305 goals for. The Sabres were uh, were nine goals behind them, and the Bruins were an all-time good offense. It's why they had 137 points or 135 points. Set the points, record. Right? Here's the only difference. The Bruins allowed 177 goals. The Panthers allowed th- – or the, the Sabres allowed 300 Right, quality at goaltender is is was the, right. the deal breaker. Right, so I mean that's the, Jermaine. You just hit it right, but the Buffalo Sabers didn't make a lot of moves this offseason. But what they did is they did add Eric Johnson from the Colorado Avalanche. They did add Connor Clifton. Right, didn't let him leave the division. And now the question is, can can Devin Levi come through as a dependable number one goalie? Right, if he can, I mean. Buffalo, I, th- I think Buffalo is going to seriously push for a division spot. They're going to be a young team, a young, fun team to watch, just like the New Jersey Devils. Um, you know, if if this defense improves just a little bit, the offense is already there. Um, you know, I, 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 I still think Tampa Bay has the quality – or sorry – Toronto has the quality to hold Buffalo off in this division. Uh, give me the over 92 and a half. Give me yes, minus 120 to make the playoffs. I'm going to throw a little bit of pizza money uh, on plus 900 to win the division, though, because I would not be surprised if this Buffalo Sabres team uh, really puts it together um, and figures it out this year. Son of a bitch. Nick is just going to ruin all my picks this year. <laughs> the only reason the devil's hit is everyone laughed at me. Uh, yeah, over over on points. Look, Buffalo is going to regress to the mean at a minimum, right? As long as they don't let up 200 and whatever ungodly number they let up for goals, they're going to get more points by proxy. They're going to be in more games. It's another year better. Buffalo Sabres is one of those teams to watch for the next three to four years. They're only going to get better. So give me the over. Give me yes to make the playoffs and absolutely smash the Buffalo Sabres to win the division. I like it. I like it. All right. 
Um, moving on, the six best uh, odds are the Ottawa Senators. Uh, Stanley Cup odds plus four thousand. Uh, Atlantic odds plus eleven hundred. Uh, to make the playoffs, plus one thirty. To miss it, minus one sixty. And their point total was set at ninety and a half. Uh, yeah. So last year, Ottawa Senators. I think they're a team on the rise. Eighty-six points last year. Um, they signed uh, Victor Ter- or Vladimir Tarasenko, uh, but they did move their biggest offensive threat. Basically, replaced uh, Alex DeBrinket when they moved him to the Detroit Red Wings. Fuck the Red Wings. Uh, and replaced him with uh, Vlad Tarasenko. Um, I, I think the Senators are a team that uh, is slowly, slowly getting better. Right, uh, a team that that needs to improve their defense. Um, they they have some good veterans on their defensive squad, uh, along with some some. Um, some good young guys that can learn from, from the veterans. Um, They need to be a, they they need, they need to be a team that, that doesn't, um, that that needs to allow less than three goals a game. (laughs) They, they need to be a team that, that can win, you know, two, one and three, two hockey games. I think this may be something that we see that Ottawa spends kind of what, what, Florida spent last year it is just chugging the whole season up, down, up, down, up, down, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss to try to get to that playoff spot. Um, 86 points last year. Their total set at 90 and a half. I'll go Ottawa over points. I will I'm going to say they're not going to make the playoffs though. I think they're a year away from, from being in for, from actually being in, in playoff contention. And I think there's, there's a couple of good teams in the metropolitan that are, that are going to challenge them for the, uh, for the wild card. Yeah. So uh, this, I was, Seriously flirting with Boston, Florida, Tampa Bay, not making the playoffs parlay. But I can't in good conscience not expect one of those three to make the playoffs. And the reason why is because I'm very high on Ottawa. And I talked about how this year Detroit would be one of those teams to watch out for. Um, I'll take over points for Ottawa and no to make the playoffs, though. All right. Seems like we got a little agreement between you guys there. Uh, moving into the uh, Knicks' favorite team, the seventh rate or seventh best odds, Detroit Red Wings, uh, plus seventy five hundred to win the Stanley Cup, plus twenty five hundred to win the Atlantic, uh, plus two thirty to make the playoffs, minus three hundred to miss the playoffs. Their line is uh, set, or their point total is set at eighty five and a half. Yeah. So uh, last season, the Red Wings eighty points. Um, yeah, fuck it. Let, let me just start by saying fuck the Detroit Red Wings. Um, they they added some. They, they added some. They added a good player in Alex DeBrinket. Um, other than that, I mean James Reimer maybe as a as a backup goalkeeper. Uh, Shane Gust Heisbier, uh and JT Compter. But if you're you know as an Avs fan who's watched JT Compter not be able to hit the broadside of a barn for multiple years, if you're rolling with JT Compter as your second center, it doesn't bode well for your depth. Um, who's going to be their goalie? And it's it's pretty good to say. And I'm I'm you know you guys can 
can stop me talking here because I'm very biased, but it's very, very cool to see that the Steve Eiserman Tampa Bay plan is not faring so well in Detroit. Um, I, I think 85 and a half is a little too high for them. Um, I don't. I don't think they. I don't think any of their offseason moves really move the needle that much to uh, advance them five points. So I'm going to take the under points, and they're not making the playoffs. Jermaine, eighty-five and a half is the most amazing line you could have given this team. I mean, you give me eighty-three and a half, I'm all over the over. <laughs> you give me eighty-seven and a half, I'm all over the under. Uh, this is about where I see them finishing. And I would love to abstain, but this is a betting podcast, so I will pick one way or the other. And I will say this. In Wiserman, we trust. Give me the over and no to make the playoffs. Steve Wiserman is not. We don't trust Steve Wiserman. <laughs> He's so bad. Such a bump, dude. Ted <laughs> said it just to piss him off. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad you didn't even say his name right, though. That was pretty good. I don't have to say his name, right? It's going to get you riled up anyways. Fuck the dead things. (laughs) So moving into the team with the worst odds in the Atlantic, also the team with the third lowest point total this um, projected this season, the Montreal Canadiens, plus 25,000 to win the Stanley Cup, plus 20,000 to win the Atlantic, uh, plus 1,700. To make the playoffs, minus 4,000 to miss the playoffs, and their point total was set at 70.5. Yeah, I mean, I Nevada has one word under the Canadians, and it's yikes, right? Uh, I, I, I completely agree with it, right? Similar to last year, they're, they're still in the process of, of stripping the walls out of this house, right? I, I expect, to see, uh, expect to see guys like Brendan Gallagher, Josh Anderson, Jake Allen, uh, veterans be moved by the Capitals at, or by the by the Canadians at the deadline. Um, you, you already saw that with with guys like Jonathan Druin, Matt Hoffman, Chris Tierney, um, guys guys that they moved uh, in the offseason. Um, I I think what what's looking really good. So I'll, I'll say this: give me the under on seventy and a half. They're not making the playoffs. They're not winning the division. They're not winning the finals. Right. I will say this though. Montreal fans are being very, very patient and understanding that they have a very, very good core in Montreal, uh, a young, good core. Um, it's just going to take probably two more years. Yeah, I would say at a minimum, I was going to say three to four more years before we start seeing this team challenge again, like like the team two to three years ago did. I think they could be a sleeper in, in two years, purely because some of these teams at the top are – like the Florida Panthers in two years, concerning. Tampa Bay Lightning in two years. Dead. I mean, we could be talking about them by way of the Boston Bruins where everyone departs in one offseason. I will say that Montreal not stripping away Blackhawks-esque in one, one season, it seems kind of silly to me. Uh, they're just kind of prolonging the rebuild, in my opinion, by keeping some of these guys. But uh, they should get some more valuable capital. They have some very good prospects. So uh, give me the under, give me no to make the playoffs, which obviously lends itself to the Metropolitan Division being a massive betting show. Uh, So keep it locked for when we touch on the uh, Metropolitan Division. 
Let's go ahead and get in our get into our exact orders. Uh, Nick, who do you got? Give me Toronto, Buffalo, Florida, Boston, Tampa Bay, Ottawa, Detroit, Montreal. All right. I'll go ahead and take the Buffalo Sabres, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Ottawa, the sorry, sorry, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Then I'll go Panthers, Bruins. Uh Ottawa, Detroit, Montreal. Mo- Montreal should be in the running for the number one overall pick. One thing I will say is don't count the Blackhawks out for the number one overall pick. That is (laughs) – we sustained an injury at at any level, and that could tilt the entire season back towards the number one, and uh, Nick and Nevada will lose their goddamn mind. I I have no problem with the Blackhawks. Oh. That doesn't make it for an exciting podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry. I mean, fuck the Blackhawks. <laughs> All right. So that wraps up our Atlantic division. Eric, give us your winner of the division. Uh, I'm going to rock with my guy, Nick, and go Toronto just because of the homie that's up there. Awesome. Uh, crushing the league, doing, doing gangster shit. Um, and then obviously disappointing in the playoffs again, but I'll go with Toronto to win the to win the Atlantic. Eric loves Austin Matthews. That's I that's, do, bro. that's look as somebody who doesn't he's growing watch, the Austin Matthews and the Austin Matthews mustache. Yeah, he's got it. As somebody who doesn't watch hockey, there's a few players that when you watch them, like Makar, for you guys, it's like holy fuck! Like, how does he move this fast on the ice? And he like, and then he's scoring goals from the back and shit. Like, there's just certain guys that are cool. Austin Matthews is one of them. Um, yeah, and then obviously that fuck plays the Oilers, but yeah, yeah. Jesus, yeah. it's so funny, man. Leon Drysaddle on any other team would be a darling to NHL fans. On any other team, on any other team, Leon Drysaddle would be a goddamn darling. But because McJesus is skating on the other side of that man, we we almost are just like, oh yeah, Leon Drysaddle. Yeah, Leon Dreisaitl exists, everybody, by the way. <laughs> by the way, it, it's okay to be his fan. Like, by the way, I think he gets 100 points as well, too. Leon Dreisaitl? Yeah. Didn't didn't they no, both uh, have no, 100? No, that's what I'm saying. He gets 100 points as well. Like, Connor McDavid's getting 100 points. Yeah, he had 128 points last year. Of course, yeah. That's why I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I was shocked that you had to say it. I was like, of course he is. He scored 52 goals. He's so good. All right, Eric, give us your dark horse for the division, then we'll wrap up the podcast. Um, I don't know shit, so uh, I'm going to rock with you. Buffalo. I love me some Buffalo. It might be a trendy pick, though. That's the only only fear I have with Buffalo. I think a lot of people are going to be like, ooh, Buffalo. But uh, I'll be one of those people. I got scolded for the Devils last year, so I'm rocking with what how I feel when I when I'm looking into these divisions and stuff. So also, I'm not the biggest hockey expert, by the way. You know, you can tell by the the pigmentation. But uh, you guys got anything else for the tens and tens? <laughs> Eric wasn't ready for that one. No, enjoy enjoy <laughs> spooky season. Spooky season. Eric, you got anything? No. 
See you guys next week. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Cologne Mendez. This has been my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us the EPE. We'll see you next time when you come down and step into the room. <laughs>